0: Hello and welcome to uh, Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk. I was going to call it a chaos-filled Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk because I am behind on getting the link uh, on our Twitter. But um, I am Andy Kretzinger, and we are here with Hunter Waller. What does yeah. your hat say today?
1: Repping my uh, where my buddy works, Francis pumping well.
0: Francis pumping
1: well out of New nice. London. If you need your Francis, the New anything London Francis pumping well wise with your house or anything like yep. that. Give him a McCall. So send the <laughs> need, send I the I bill need for that. It, I need, you know what I need? Send I need the bill to Francis pumping Pum Pum well. That's we an, get an advertisement up here, but
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, Francis pumping well, you see, owe us. You some uh, cash. you owe us some cash for that one. Uh, and uh, Nick Mullins on the ones and twos. Nick Mullins, <laughs> isn't that the dude who plays for San Francisco? Nick Stevens on the one for twos. Former uh, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Nick Mullins is not here today. Also, I'm on different medication for, look on uh, for some stuff that's going on in my head. So enjoy the ride with us today because I haven't got used to it yet. Anyway, we're going to talk some high school sports today on uh, Washington Live's YouTube <clears throat> and Facebook. Um, Malapausen Live Facebook and Fairfield Live Facebook also on Spotify, Washington Live. Nick Mullins, I used to really not like Nick Mullins. Did he get a start over C.J. Bethard maybe? If somebody starts think, over Beathard or used to be Ricky remember. Stanzi, they're they're in my bad book for a long time. After that, I'm pretty Talking sure about you, Iowa
1: quarterbacks. I remember when Hill Stanzi got drafted by the Chiefs and kind yeah. of went wild.
0: I, I was never, excited, never amounted to anything. But <laughs> I should never admit this because you should never uh, cheer for injuries. But when Stanzi was the backup for the Chiefs for a while uh, under Matt Castle, yeah. I kind of was, was at least like, oh, you know, maybe a sprained ankle or something. Just get our boy in there. We
1: probably could. Uh, he probably <laughs> could have done a little better than Matt Castle, but.
0: Probably. I forget the other guy that was starting from him, but that'd just be dead air for me thinking about it. So, anyway, um, that was all to say that. Oh, you can also follow us on our Twitter at uh, Union Sports page, which once Hunter starts talking about something, I will tweet the live link to this. Um, but we're going to start out with some boys basketball. Um, we've got a, a pretty busy show because not only do we have the Southeast Conference Boys Basketball Championship decided in the past seven days, um, but we have the Super Conference Shootout Championships Mm -hmm. for both boys and girls basketball. I was at State Girls Wrestling on um, Friday, Thursday. I was was there on Thursday. I went Thursday and Friday. And so we have a busy, busy, busy time. And here we are just chatting about whatever, Nick Mullins. Um, So uh, I'll start us off with a little bit of Mount Pleasant boys basketball. And Hunter, I was at the de facto Southeast Conference Championship after this wild ride of of who's going to... Be on top of the SEC and and which of these teams is going to stick out because there's four teams that can beat each other and there's four teams that are about even and uh, instead Mount Pleasant uh, 12 in a row now uh, up to this point and uh, they played Burlington on Thursday night you walked in I walked in there and said oh man it's like a playoff atmosphere it was packed it was on Thursday a lot of the other uh, teams played Friday so like I saw some Fairfield kids there watching um, it was a game where if Burlington would have won they would have clinched Basically clinched a share unless they choked in their last game, uh, which I don't think they would have. Uh, and Mount Pleasant did win, which earned them uh, the conference championship for, I almost said for life. That's not true. But for the year, anyway, <laughs> yep. 67-57 Mount Pleasant. Um, I know you were following this game too, but it was a, a 17-2 to lead for Mount Pleasant right off the bat. Boom. Um, the Posts, uh, Nate Stratton and Carter Amos, I thought had probably together their best game of the whole year that I've seen play. And now I'm getting Facebook notifications, uh, so I'm probably complaining about what we talked about at the beginning of this show. Um, but uh, um, and held on. Burlington's a good team, mm-hmm. uh, and even down 15, Burlington cut it all the way back to uh, three points at some point. Mm-hmm. At one point, but um, the Panthers had enough. They they led um, 37 to 28 at halftime, 53 to 42 after three quarters. Owen Vancil had a huge three at the end of the third quarter, which kind of propelled them, and it, it turned it from a game where Burlington looked like they were just about to get back into it to a game where Mount Pleasant had enough to, to hold them off. As I said, they won by 10. Peyton Higgins with 20, which is quiet for him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Carter Amos, 13. Aiden Ashton, 13, and he took over in the fourth quarter, by the way. He, Aiden's so good at just – he's smart, and, you know, he drives in and he, he draws fouls and gets some smart shots off They mm-hmm. um, Nate Stroud with – Eleven and Ellen Sickle ten, so they had five scores. All five starters were the only scores, and they all scored in double digits. So that's the definition of balance, right? Yeah, I said in my
1: story that Mount Pleasant, you know, might one of the, at least one of the hottest teams in three A, if not for the sure. entire state. And it's kind of it's kind of all coming together for them. And I think it's kind of funny you mentioned, you know, quiet night, with twenty points for Peyton. Quiet, Haynes. Yep. It's like
0: which is actually I mean, average. But I know, but game, I, you know, games,
1: but if you if you say you know a quiet game, it's like man, yeah, what's, like his, what's his you know his <laughs> popping off game or whatever. Uh, but but uh, you know, right now, I mean. Mal Pleasant can't be stopped. I mean, yeah. you can say like obviously they have played some co- close games that could have won either way, but they've came out on top, kind of shown with uh, the you know what they're kind of made of and what it takes to win. So for sure. I mean, yeah. looking for them, that's a, that's a good thing heading uh, into the postseason here coming up. So
0: uh, yeah, not not only have they done that, but they've now risen to number eight in the <laughs> rankings, which the rankings are by the High School Athletic Association. The same people who put the brackets together. Mm-hmm. Does that mean they're going to get a one seed? They're a top eight seed, you know. Yep. And the girls' athletic union. Well, they have their rankings. They just take this top eight, so I don't know if this will be the first year for the boys' rankings, um, but we'll see. And they've still got a week before those come out, and they got a, a, a mighty Fairfield Trojans on Friday, which we'll talk a little bit mm-hmm. about later. But um, you were in Washington uh, here yep. recently, and the old Washington boys... Um, had uh, uh, their hands full with a team that um, I think you said the head coach Colin Stark was a little nervous about that might be joining our, yeah, yeah. <laughs> joining us in in our our substate down here yeah. by how the map chase out. so can you tell me just, we you just out of Williamsburg the other day. Yeah, yeah
1: Williamsburg taking on Washington as you said uh, Williamsburg came out of this one 7750. Uh, right from the jump it, uh, you know Williamsburg was just kind of uh, you know they, they wanted to pound it down low. they kind of established themselves down low early. Um, and you know that kind of led to some some uh, shots from from deep but uh, you know the demons really just couldn't couldn't stop them down low i mean it was closer in the second half uh, but to start out uh, it, it was a 19-8 first quarter that kind of set the tone uh, williamsburg only got better in the second i mean one point better 20 to 20 to 10 in that second quarter um, you know in the, in the second half it was it was a lot closer played game you know it would have been a lot closer if that first half was played like the second Um, um, the Raiders only outscored the demons by six, Mm. um, in, in the second half altogether, 17, 17 in the third. So, you know, pretty, obviously pretty tight there. And then, uh, 21, 15 in that fourth. And it was just like that, you know, I think I kind of talked to coach Stark after the game, you know, Williamsburg being that, um, being, you know, known kind of for football, obviously they were ranked really high and. Uh, the rankings uh, this this season, uh-huh. and it just seemed like they brought like another level of physicality. I don't know, like I haven't kind of I haven't seen you know any team kind of you know I guess give give another team bodies like like Williamsburg did. Yeah, you uh, said they Washington. looked
0: like a football team out there. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and you know it, it just kind of looked like it threw Washington off their game a little bit, and obviously, uh, you know the the refs were kind of letting them play, and uh, you know kids, kids were getting hammered <laughs> hammered hard hammered
0: hard. Um, mm-hmm. um, and Washington's and, not a small team, really. No, no. But, but you said Williamsburg was like they're like animals down yeah. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was kind of wild the watch, <laughs> the watch down in the paint. I mean, bodies
1: were literally flying around uh-huh. like all game long, and uh, Williamsburg just kind of took advantage of that uh, letting you know letting uh, letting their physicality show. So,
0: yeah, for sure. Well, and um, uh, moving on with a little boys' action because I saw our third boys' team, Fairfield, who uh, up until last night, in my opinion, were the we're about the hottest team uh, around. Um, so we'll, we'll jump into the Super Conference Championships after the first commercial break. But a spoiler alert, West Burlington beat Waco and handed them their first loss. And it yep. was a battle of the undefeated this weekend. So what happens, West Burlington goes into Fairfield, what um, would well, be two nights ago now. And uh, it was uh, the Fairfield Trojans over the West Burlington Falcons, 70-63 to 63 in that game. Um the, the unbeaten Falcons are, yep. are no more. Uh, they're ranked number five in 2A coming to that, and they still are because their rankings don't come out until next week. Yep. But it was one of those games where, it's you know, Fairfield finally kind of hit their peak a little bit and was able to show. They have been able to show the last week. I mean, they, the last couple weeks they've beaten Burlington. They beat Iowa City high. Um, now they've beaten um, uh, West Burlington. And, of course, they had a, went over, what, Keokuk and Fort Madison in that stretch, too, so it was five out of six Um Max Wheaton went for 22 points, 20 rebounds. Um Tate Allen 22 points, uh, JJ Lane 16. So Max Wheaton by the way has just been he almost had a triple double last night and I'll jump right into that um just just to go along with Fairfield here because um they they one night after playing West Burlington, they played Mid Prairie and I just happened to be at both games. Um last night did not quite go uh Fairfield's way. It was um uh, Mid Prairie in overtime by the final score of 80 to 73. Um Fair, uh, Fairfield was up a, a few baskets in the last couple of minutes. Mid-Prairie um, caused some turnovers, a little havoc, and Mid-Prairie came into that game uh, four, four losses in a row. Mm-hmm. W- wa- uh, Fairfield's win would have been, I think, six out of the last seven, so it was the ultimate. One team is very hot, one team is very cold in it. we'll switcheroo. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Cameron Pickard had a two, uh, well, a really clutch the last couple of minutes, but he had two uh, clutch free throws with 15 <laughs> seconds left to tie this thing and, and send it to overtime last night. He got fouled by Max Wheaton, which was his fourth. Uh, and then Wheaton fouled out in the um, overtime period. And just overall, Mid-Prairie plays a lot of guys, and they were able to run away from him. That was, uh, as I said, 80-73 to, to um, 73, um, for Mid-Prairie there. Pickard had 25. Um, uh, Brady Weber had uh, 20. Uh, J.J. Lane had 20 for uh, Fairfield last night, and a, another 22 for Max Wheaton. I think he had 22, 18, and 7 or something like that. Mm. I think that's the exact right. But So Fairfield... A tough one last night, but talk about getting chiseled by good teams as yeah. you're uh, as you're heading into postseason play. Well, one
1: thing I was gonna say is you know looking at our you know three big schools, obviously Mount Pleasant uh, playing about as hot as anybody right now, and you know looking at Fairfield and Washington, I believe Fairfield's at 500. I don't know after the loss last night, maybe they're at overall anyway. I, they're either what nine uh, they, nine uh, and, are they back nine to 500. I believe. Back I'll to, check back here to real quick, but. The Washington, 11, 11. I believe Washington's no. ten and eight. I think, uh, but either way, my point is, is that you know nine nine. we've seen Fairfield. when these teams, you know, when those three teams play each other, it's a tight one, and it's like, yeah, you know, if I'm another team on the outside looking in, it's like I definitely wouldn't want to play you know play these teams because if they give it, you know, their best, like kind of like how we saw Fairfield against you know, West Burlington, Uh you know, even they could even go another level. So, you know, if I was another team looking at, you know, one of these threes, uh, you know, I I would definitely have them on the radar and definitely wouldn't want to play them because um, if they're playing 100% and playing like, you know, the top of their potential, it's scary.
0: We said Fairfield and Mount Pleasant play on Friday. Washington plays Keokuk. And then they both have they have some games. Fairfield's got to play Clear Creek, Amana, still. Yeah. Mapleton's got to play Pella still. So and there's a, some And I forgot wa- to
1: mention that uh, the Washington boys beat uh, Clear Creek over the weekend. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, that,
0: um, yeah. So you know it's a, it's amazing how that it seems like the SEC teams Washington when they play beat Clear Creek. non non conference uh, that that's a quality win over yep. a team that might be in the in the district too. Um, the SEC teams when they play non conference foes seem to have done really well this year. And I know. Pa- in the past, there have been seasons when that hasn't been true. Um, but it shows their strength. So I really wonder uh, when they. I assume they'll all get put in the same bracket, but yep. we don't know that for the sub states. I I wonder if it's going to be a situation where there are two, a four, five, a two, three, four, a one, three, four, or you know, a one, four, five. If there are one, four, five. That would, you could have Washington and Fairfield potentially playing to play Mount Pleasant yep. um, in a semifinal. I've got one more thing about this Mid Prairie uh, Fairfield game. I didn't tell mm-hmm. you about this. But we're gonna do a live tape- taste test. I want you to eat one of these. Oh no! Now they're one day old, but. I want you to eat one of We're these and tell from? me. That's from Mid Prairie High School. What did they tell you? That, that's I want you to tell story. me how much you would uh, pay for one of these. Sorry, Nick. You want some of these? Uh, one one. I'll half. I'll half it. I'll half mine. Oh, I'm gonna make a mess. There we go. That's a thick cookie. This is, this is unrelated to the uh, to the basketball game. Kind of. Not really. How much did you pay for one of those? I like to bring snacks and surprise you guys. hundred dollars probably? Not a hundred. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, if I'm
1: looking at the Snack Shack, snack shack and I see, you know, cookies, that's probably two cookies, two bucks.
0: Two bucks? You could get three of those bags for $1 last night at Mid-Prairie High School. They were raising money for prom. I was <laughs> flabbergasted at how cheap their uh, bake sale numbers were. So uh, they had a bake sale at Mid-Prairie last night. They had bags. There were brownies, cookies, uh, all sorts of baked goods, and you could get three bags for $1. It was just like a smorgasbord of uh, food. I was going to eat it for breakfast this morning, and then I forgot. So I was like, I better bring it so we can eat it on the show. Anyway, that put us behind a little bit. But uh, it was right. good stuff. It was good stuff. Mid-Prairie High School. They probably don't have a lot left. And then I realized afterwards that it was their last game, and that's probably why it was so cheap. But mm-hmm. good stuff. Uh, that was really good even a day later. Um, Mount Moving Pleasant girls. girls. Yep. Moving on to the Mount Pleasant Girls. Yeah. Uh, they haven't played a while, and they played on the road against um, Burlington. Uh, but they're um, – uh, playing, coming up the brutal. latest one's uh, Tama. Oh, Tumla. That's right. That's right. Lost the close night. one against Tama. So yep. a couple of, uh, of bigger schools down 34. And tell me how they've been doing.
1: Yeah, uh, Mount Pleasant, like I said, Monday night took on a Uh Really close one. Uh, ended up not going in their favor. Uh, the Bulldogs went at 47 to 44. A really close one throughout. Uh, 9-8 after the first. Uh, Mount Pleasant led 9-8. Led twenty oh. seventeen at the half. Uh, Tumwa kind of picked it up in that third quarter there. Uh, led 34-30, heading to the fourth. And then, uh, Mal Pleasant ended up winning the fourth by one, 14, uh, 13, but couldn't quite, couldn't quite get over the top. Uh, coming into this one, uh, obviously we were kind of talking to talking about this before the show, real uh, nice win over Burlington and Fairfield. Uh, and you said, uh, Andrea Lopriato had, well, like 26 in that win. And uh, yeah, and Tristan and had, have had
0: to really take over the, the even more so lately since Andy Scott's been injured. Hurt. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, obviously, uh, post-season coming up, uh, for them, uh, Yes. Those bra- those brackets are out right for them. We don't know. Uh, the, they, they they they're the supposed to be coming out right,
0: basically right now. If, the if you're watching 4-8. this, the, yeah, the three three A is out for Washington and Fairfield. Mount Pleasant is still waiting on theirs. Um, I should almost just like I should have put my notifications on so we could figure it out. But um, I would guess that they're gonna. They always haven't played for master and Keokuk. Yeah, I was talking to Kurt Watson a couple weeks ago, and he didn't think that they'd have him playing in the first round because they're the three best teams in the SEC this year. But uh, I don't think the union really cares. <laughs> the union yeah. just sees that they're the three teams in the southeast corner, and they're probably going to have be playing Fort Madison or Keokuk. Um, Loparado had thirty, and Shell had twenty-six against Burlington, win. Burlington, so fifty-six combined for those two.
1: So obviously, um, you know that's that wraps up Mount Pleasant's regular season, and now huh. we're waiting for the bracket. So fifteen each against the top. So s- stay tuned. Uh, yep. I don't know, see, who, who, see who they're playing. Obviously, you know Washington's uh, got a tough, tough matchup heading up to Assumption, and we'll get to their their game against Williamsburg and and those last week, here's, uh, shortly after you talk about the Fairfield girls. But
0: Yeah, I was going to say, um, uh, hold me to it. During commercials I'll check because the, the, the brackets are supposed to come out this afternoon, and guess what? It is, it is this afternoon right now, so <laughs> any second now. Um, so i got to see some Fairfield Trojan uh, girls basketball, and Fairfield's had eight tough starts. They they've had to play Albion, Mount Pleasant, Keokuk, West Burlington, and Knoxville. Yeah. Those are five teams with winning records. Um, not not the easiest uh, of schedules for uh, the Trojans and um, as I said, they played West Burlington. Uh, West Burlington team is now healthy with a healthy uh, Abby Vince, McKenna Marlowe, girls that have been playing for that team for a few years and um, that are seniors and, and West Burlington is certainly one of the better teams around. They beat uh, Fairfield 61-33 to 33 the other day. Um, Savannah Hollander had 12 points and that, so she kind of s- s- continues to to score really well. One of the best scores in the Southeast Conference, um, but the Fairfield hasn't really put it together. The wins as Ashland Lisk had seven for Fairfield on um, this would have been uh, Friday, right? No, this would have been Monday because yep, this Monday. would have been the same time that um, the Trojan boys played Ashland. Lisk, the only senior in, um, yep, on the Fairfield girls basketball team, and um, head coach uh, Rebecca Becker had some good things to say about her. If you read back the story um, from beyond in Wednesday's paper so in today's paper yep. so she was she, yeah she was, said she was one of the seniors that you'll never forget so and um, she had a she was really instrumental in the beginning when they had a pretty close you know, it was close knit for about a, a quarter and a half and West Burlington's really good and then they had to play Knoxville last night and it was uh, similar um, they played with them for three quarters but the fourth quarter they lost by 10 um, Knoxville um, ended up beating Fairfield let's see what was the final on that um, by 20 points that was a 62 to 42 final in favor of Knoxville. So Fairfield's uh, road doesn't get any easier because regionals are coming up. We got the yep. brackets for Fairfield in 3A. They would be playing at second-ranked Solon on um, Monday night. So yep. uh, yeah, that's a tough matchup. So sorry to the Fairfield Trojan fans, but you're gonna need some some threes to hit and some mm-hmm. you know need to play at their best to beat Solon. So you never know what's gonna happen in the postseason, but yep. that's a murderer's row of teams right there. They're in the season with. Yeah, and looking at Washington, uh, obviously,
1: um, you know, their first postseason matchup against Davenport Assumption, a team we saw Mid-Prairie play last year Uh, for a chance to go to state. And, uh, you know, they got pretty much everybody back. So a tough one for uh, the Demons there. But um, they took on, you know, just like the boys took on Williamsburg (coughs) uh, on uh, Monday night. Uh, Coming into this one, uh, tough little little road for them. Uh, Lost to Mid-Prairie. You were at that one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tough... uh, 8-point loss to Fort Madison, and then they on Saturday they took on uh, Clear Creek Amanda, who's number 7 um, in 3A there. And then the Williamsburg matchup, uh, another tough loss, 46-35 for the Demons. Uh, really, really tight-knit through uh, through a half in this one. Uh, Washington led 6-4. Um, at the half it was 17-17, and uh, in that third quarter, the third quarter kind of made all the difference. Uh, Williamsburg was scorching hot from 3 yeah. in that third quarter. uh they hit a couple to start, and then I believe they – if I have to double-check, but I believe they ended the quarter with five straight three-pointers wow. and led uh, – all of a sudden it was 39-25 heading into the fourth. So, um, you know, Washington kind of kind of struggled to score in that second half. They had some easy looks, just kind of w- couldn't get couldn't get them to fall. Um, and uh, they ended up winning the fourth 10-9, but uh, just couldn't make up the difference from that, the damage done in that, uh, that third quarter there. So, uh, you know, tough loss for them heading into the postseason. But Alex Murphy, 15 points in that one. Uh, Adam Long eight and late messenger five, uh, so and you know tough loss as I said, but uh, they got to look ahead and play assumption this Saturday and trying to try to get it all and get a little upset there.
0: Yeah, try and get an upset. Yeah, that, that's tough because they were playing. I mean, they they played a really good um, half against Mid Prairie, um, a game that you know by all means Mid Prairie should have been favored by more than they won in that one, and and Washington gave them a pretty tough game, and then they almost beat Fort Madison, who's one of the best teams in the conference, so. Um, then of course they have to play clear. <laughs> you know, that's just, yeah. it's tough. The uh, <laughs> schedule can get tough. one thing to you say Cleary. about
1: those, you know, like especially Fairfield and Washington teams is, you know, as you mentioned, Fairfield has yeah. one senior, yeah, and yeah. Washington's playing at least five freshmen. That yeah, they you play know, a lot. They get like you know an abundance of minutes. Uh-huh. So I mean, the future's looking bright for those two teams. Obviously, yeah, Mal, yeah, Mal Pleasant has some young, has a lot of young girls playing. Yeah, well. yeah, kind of a little more senior led than the other ones. But
0: <laughs> right now, the girls, the SEC girls basketball is like it's it's like stacked like this: boom, boom, gap, 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 gap. Yeah. It's next next year and the year after it'll be a much more crunched up. The, te- the yep. teams will be a little closer like this than boys. But yep. um, anyway, uh, I was going to say speaking of crunched up and somehow segue that into the uh, commercials. But as I said, onto New Medicine and I. I'm not as good at the seg- segues right now. They'll come. They'll come. You're but. Right. We'll be back in two minutes. We're going to talk a little small school basketball. So uh, stick with us, Uh, two-minute commercial. Let's do it.
2: Federation Bank is a locally-owned bank providing award-winning customer service. We believe that we are more than just a federation of banks, but a federation of communities serving Brighton, Richland, Wellman, Washington, Iowa. Federation Bank's highly skilled staff is here to make sure you are able to accomplish your personal and professional goals, whatever they may be. We
1: write wills, give consent for organ donation, but rarely is there a plan for what we would want, the final phase of our lives. At Hospice of Washington County, we encourage our patients to be in charge of their
2: healthcare decisions while maintaining quality of life.
1: At the Capper Auto Group, we put our customers' needs first and understand that everyone is as different as the vehicle they select. We offer new Ford, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, and Ram vehicles in a friendly environment that puts you in the driver's seat. When it comes to service, we maintain factory-trained technicians and competitive pricing. The Capper Auto Group still believes that service after the sale provides the best customer experience.
0: Come see the Capper experience for yourself. Tammy takes the time and has the personal interest in each one of us. I don't worry about what's going to happen because I know my policy is taken care of. She pulls what I need and puts it together, which is... The program I get from her.
2: Every year she calls around September or so and says, there's changes again, and I'm going to do the best thing for you. It's been perfect. She does a great job.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Southeast Iowa Union yeah. Sports Talk Live, uh, brought to you by the Southeast Iowa Union, uh, which is the newspaper. If anybody <laughs> doesn't know that yet, go out and subscribe. Um, we're here live on um, Washington Live's Facebook and YouTube. Now Pleasant Live Facebook, Fairfield Live Facebook. We're also on Spotify, video, and audio. I mm-hmm. uh, hope you enjoyed those commercials. Hunter, I told you this so you don't really have to guess, but I'm going to say it anyway. Guess where I ate on Friday after my doctor's appointment? Oh, gosh. what? Uh, what? He's not going to remember. <laughs> you started Wagon, to say it. Uh, Wagon wheel, wheel. In, in Washington. Yep. So <laughs> uh, I st- I stepped in there, I thought it was going to be like uh, like Hulk Hogan walking into a place where everyone's like, oh, it's you the guy from in. Sports Talk, we, you know, no one really knows me, but uh, <laughs> it was all you, need, all you can eat no um, tacos them. on Friday, saw so Washington Girls Coach Shannon Rugg, uh, they're getting his taco fix in, and that almost, that almost fueled his team to a win over Fort Madison, yep. so shout out to Wagon Wheel, that was some good stuff, um, yeah, and, did you say unbelievable? No, I mean, almost oh. did it, almost got it. Almost got it. Yeah, that's, that's all-you-can-eat tacos. There's not a lot of places you can do all-you-can-eat no, tacos. No, so. really it's not. Just thought about that during the commercial. Um, this uh, So we're on to some small school basketball. And, Hunter, you were at some of the more exciting smaller oh, school yeah. basketball games that there were. Waco and Winfield in the in the shootout and one of the most hyped-up shootout uh, championship <laughs> yep. nights uh, I think that there's been. Uh, tell me, uh, Winfield and Waco, we got a win yep. and a loss. So yep, yep
1: we'll, we'll jump into Winfield uh, versus Notre Dame because that was the first game of the night, obviously. The two seeds from the north and South, um, division. Uh, you know, if anybody made it down to SEC, obviously the the atmosphere in there was electric for both games. Um, six, five or six points. I believe I have to double check. It was five or six points is all that separated, uh, Notre Dame and Winfield at any given point during the game. Uh, uh-huh. um, the finish was basically, you know, everything you could ask for, uh, in a game. And I think I forgot to mention the final score, 53, 52, uh, Winfield, um, Right down to the wire, obviously, Notre Dame. Uh, I'll take you through the final, mo- final moments. Obviously, Notre Dame hit a free throw, split up the line, hit a free throw to take the lead, 52-51 um, uh, with about, um, I believe it was about 40 seconds remaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Winfield came down court, got the ball stolen. Uh, I think um, Cam Buffington, I think, got it stripped. And then uh, they Notre Dame was looking like they were going to get the easy bucket yep, uh, up, on the right. other end. And uh, Buffington jumped. Uh, Notre Dame kid pump faked. Buffington jumped in the air, fell for the pump fake, somehow blocked the shot with his foot,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the ball kind of bumbled around on the ground, and it found Abr- Abram, Ed- Abram Edwards was down. down
0: Johnny on the spot. I don't know.
1: He was down there, and somehow the ball got in his hands. He was surrounded by about three Nike, Nikes. Uh, he got the ball through down court, found Caleb Giese. Caleb Giese kind of lobbed the ball up. Yeah. And next thing you know, Cam Buffington's already down, down court, tips it. He like tips it over somebody's yeah, head, right? tips it over somebody's mm-hmm. head, easy lay, and uh, they take the lead. With about seven seconds left, and, uh, you know, they had two fouls to give, so uh, they fouled the Nikes, and uh, they ended up, Notre Dame ended up taking the ball on the, <clears throat> out of bounds, tried throwing it over the top uh, to their big man, can't remember his name, but uh, he's about six six. Yep. Uh, tried throwing it over the top, and Buffington was able to kind of jump up, steal the ball, and uh, Winfield pulls out a, uh, you know, two-seeded win there against the Battle of the Two Seeds, and uh, it was just a crazy atmosphere from from that one. There was a ton that, of dunks. Yeah, <laughs> but there was about four or five from Winfield, and uh, um, uh, one from one crazy one from Notre Dame too. So I mean, it was pretty much anything, you, everything you could ask for. Did
0: four? Did game. four different Winfield kids dunk? Because I know that um, did. I don't um, know if Carter Abram Lloyd got, dunked, one. Uh, Lloyd uh, got one. Carter Lloyd and Jake uh, Edwards both got one. Yeah, um, Buffington. Yeah, Buffington. Did Abram throw any, throw any down? No, no, he didn't. He was, he nope. ruined the, four, it was the just, four in a row. Tick, yeah. Tick, tick, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I saw three of them. I was online.
1: Uh, I was kind of mumbling around there with that explanation, but you yeah. get the gist of it. No, you, I don't think that was, you can, you can think that was very mumbly and you, you can, can find, find it out.
0: on YouTube or read about it in the Southeast side <laughs> well, yeah. union. Let's do that. Uh, Waco, Waco, speaking of that, West Burlington, they yeah. had a, a tough one and it was a, a rare, well, talk about rare, crazy rare loss for Waco though in the championship game.
1: There. I mean, this is, you know, the, the second game, obviously battle of one season, the late night in the night cap, um, you know, probably the most highly anticipated game, uh, of the season, at least for the uh, the Union area and down here in Southeast Iowa in general. Obviously, Waco. I believe they were number, I think they were number seven uh,
0: or, or number that. five. I I think, five, think I it was I five. No, I, no, no, They no. are
1: number five now, but I don't remember. Waco's four and West Burlington yeah. was five. Yeah. That's what it is.
0: Waco was four, West Burlington was five. Uh, Waco four and one eight, West Burlington Yeah,
1: obviously, as Andy mentioned earlier, both uh, undefeated um, at the time. So it was a battle of unbeatens. Someone was going to lose. Uh, right out the gate, West Burlington came out uh, real hot from outside, I think I was talking to you. Uh, you know, you watched uh, against Fairfield. as they like the three ball, and if they're hitting, yeah, and tell they, me can about shoot, it. they can shoot, they mm-hmm, um, can shoot. and they, they kind of made that you know that apparent early in this one, uh, and uh, it was nineteen eight after the first quarter. And you know, we haven't seen any anybody kind of do that to Waco all year long. Yeah, but, uh, didn't take long for the Warriors to answer answer back. They kind of rallied in the second there, fifteen one Waco outscored the uh, the Falcons in that second quarter. Uh, it was twenty three twenty Waco ahead in the half, and then. You know the game kind of got a little more even, but it, it, Waco just couldn't. It felt like Waco just couldn't play. You know, I didn't couldn't play their game. It kind of seemed like, you know, Westmoreland was able to slow down, slow down the game, get in their sets. Uh, they hit some big shots late. It was sixteen eleven in that third quarter, and then in the fourth, uh, the three ball kind of started falling again for them. Um, uh, the Falcons, and Brady Martin, hit a huge three uh, at the end of the third, uh, at the buzzer from NBA Plus, uh-huh. and that kind of just you know gave uh, Westmoreland all the momentum heading into the fourth and uh it was 20 to 10 they outscored them in the fourth for a uh, you know 56 uh, 44 win for West Burlington and it it was kind of one of those one of those games where Waco just felt like it just felt like the momentum was never with Waco and yeah. they just couldn't it felt like they just couldn't get in their offensive scheme that's mm-hmm. what it kind of felt like that's what kind of uh, coach uh, Kissel said after the game it was like you know Usually we're used to pressing teams, you know, getting some easy buckets on the other end. And, uh, you know, aside from a couple turnovers to start off the press, I don't – you know, I can probably only a handful of times that I can count when, uh, you know, West Burlington succumbed to the Waco press. Yeah. And uh, they were pressing all game long, but, you know, um, West Burlington was breaking it and, like I said, kind of slowed down the game and uh, were able to get in their offensive sets and hit some big shots from outside and had a lot of kids uh, – uh, you know, Kissel said they had a lot of kids step up, hit some, hit some big shots, so um, – yeah, it was a great game, obviously. Uh, yeah. Highly anticipated. Great atmosphere. Uh, not much more you can ask from that, but uh, West Burlington gets the win and hands Waco their first loss. Yeah. That, that was
0: a, um, by the way, Waco's next game is on the 13th, mm-hmm. uh, which would be the um, Class 1A Substate 4 um, core first round. Yep. Uh, but there's an opening round game between Columbus and Highland on Friday night at Columbus, rematch of a game that you were just at Yep. Uh, that Columbus won. Yeah. Um, and so Waco will play Columbus or Highland. Uh, the winner of that will play either New London or Danville, who, who renews their rivalry on the 13th. Um, and then um, the winner of uh, those games could be playing against Winfield or Burlington Notre Dame. They're favored to be playing again on the uh, 16th. Uh, the potentials for that are potential uh, matchup between Winfield and Notre Dame. You have to get through a couple of teams. First, Winfield plays Wapalo. And then if, let's say, Waco and New London were playing, that would be at the same time with the two of those uh, meeting in the district championship Substate semi-final where's, uh, area, so.
1: uh, I wanted to mention Waco did bounce back uh, yesterday against Pekin. Oh, yes. 43, but uh, where's Pekin ranking that? Because uh, Pekin's a team we haven't talked about a lot. But, you yeah, uh, know, Yes.
0: Pekin was, know, was be- not in the, um, let's see. So in, in 1A5, so that this is 1A4, oh, okay. right? You don't um, have to look it up. I just not know if they 1A5 is where Kyoto is. Wait a minute. 1A6 is where Kyoto is. Um, they're on the one with Gladbrook-Reinbeck. Um, they're playing uh, North Tama first. Uh, Hillcrest is also in that one on mm-hmm. the in the bottom half. They're opening up with uh, uh, Iowa City Regina, yeah, which is kind of fun. They're yeah. playing against Mid Prairie, uh, a rival of Mid Prairie. Uh, Pekin plays against Lone Tree at the very bottom mm-hmm. of the one um, a six sub state. Right. So they would have to beat um, Lone Tree, probably North Mahaska, and then maybe uh, either Hillcrest Academy or Limbo Sully potentially. Um, but to get to state for Lone Tree. Um, they would have to uh, beat possibly Gladbrook Ryanback or the Kyoto Eagles. Sorry, not Lone Tree, but Pekin. Yeah, and so, Glad-
1: and Gladbrook Rhinebeck, I believe, is top ten. In the
0: yep, top 10. we have Gladbrook as the favorite in that. So, Kyoto um, would potentially get them in the semifinals if they can get past. They got North Tama and potentially Bell Plain. So, we've got two different substates that our teams were split into. Not,
1: yeah, not to put you on the spot. I was just kind of curious because no, I knew talking, I was we about talk, to say it. We were talking about you know Pekin. It was, you know, a pretty close game yep. for Waco there. And then, obviously, Pekin only lost to New London by one, and New London gave uh, Waco a four-point game, as well, yeah. as, well as Winfield. So,
0: uh, so uh, all the brackets are on um, varsity-bound, which you can get through from the Iowa High School Sports, um, uh, Iowa High School Athletic Association. But, uh, yeah, Keota so, um, and Hillcrest and Pekin all found themselves in one a six and the rest of our teams found themselves in 1A4. So I thought that maybe they'd do separate districts and then come together and be the same sub-state, but they're in totally different sub-states. So t- potentially we could get two teams of state instead of uh, one, you know, um, that if you look at a positive on that one. So um, I was at the girls' shootout championship on Thursday. On No, not Thursday, on Friday night because yep, you were Friday there night, for Saturday. Yeah. Um, and that was a, a fun one, and it was uh, Waco and Notre Dame uh, in the game one. Uh, that's uh, a game in the girls um, bracket that could be a potential um, sub-state uh, quarterfinal. Um, that one was won by Notre Dame, fifty-one to forty-five. Awaco did did what they could to to scrap back from a, a halftime deficit. Uh, Alakessal had twenty-two in that. Em- Emma Wagler had twelve. Uh, just was she shot a couple from outside. She was playing well inside. Um, they only had four scores. Um, Grace Coble and Katie Luthe had six and four. So. Uh, maybe next time they play Notre Dame, they might, I don't know if they need more scores or uh, it was kind of a, a sloppier game. You know, I actually thought that Waco probably didn't play their best game and I don't know that Notre Dame did either. Um, although um, Notre Dame's got some some good kids. Gabby Deary down low has been one of their, one of their best athletes for a long time. Um, but yeah, they came back within six and then as I said, it was, it was 41 to 40 Waco after three quarters and they scored four in the fourth quarter. They just could not get shots off. They're turning the ball over. So it just kind of, a little, little bit of a rough spell for Waco in that number two game, but they will potentially get them back um, in the in the postseason here next week, and then in the championship. Winfield Mount Union played Mediapolis, a team that they had uh, crushed at Mediapolis earlier this year. Maybe not crushed, but like 16-17 point win. It just was not there for Winfield. Uh, Fifty to thirty five loss. Uh, they never got to play with their starting backcourt basically because Keaton Townsend was uh, had two early fouls, so she was out for the whole first half basically. Um, and then, uh, Josie Nelson got hurt, uh, temporarily. She did come back into the game, but she, uh, ha- got hit in the head, neck area. Um, no foul called on that one. It's the Winfield fans are very happy about, uh, in the third quarter. So that was about the time that Talzio was back in. So just nothing, nothing flowed right for Winfield. It was their first loss of the year. And that's one of our undefeated. So our two undefeated Waco boys and Winfield girls, um, lost. But, um, despite that 14 out of Melina Epping, I thought she had a really good game against Meepo, but. Um, is that old adage is, it, is it good when you're undefeated and you lose one right before the postseason? I guess we're going to find out with those guys.
1: Yeah, and, you know, uh, one thing I will say is that, uh, you know, I feel like it kind of gives them the sense of knowing what they need to do, you
0: know. What I mean? Yeah. Like, and Not just going in knowing that you've won every, yeah, you, know, you know, you just stomp just, on everybody yeah, like yeah. we always do. Yeah, no right. big deal. So, I, yeah, Mediapolis played well. They hit a lot of shots. I kept thinking that Winfield was going to come back and, and make it more of a game, but um, just couldn't do it, so. Uh, Winfield's got the number one seed and um, could possibly be playing against uh, Waco or Notre Dame in the semifinals On that. Mm. Uh, they got to beat either. they got to beat probably Holy Trinity in their first game, which Holy Trinity is no joke. They have some good inside girls, so um, we'll see. That all starts this weekend. Uh, You're going to uh, Kyoto and Waco, the uh, first-round game. Um, Tomorrow night. Yep. So that's when it all all kicks off, and Highland plays tomorrow night, and Hillcrest and New London all play tomorrow night. New London's got Notre Dame at Notre Dame tomorrow night. So, again, um, varsity bound, all the brackets are are there. So um, we're going to go to a little commercially break here, and we're going to come back, and I'll tell you my experiences of the first sanctioned girl state wrestling tournament. Uh, But we will be back in two minutes. talking about your dreams, which is why we're going to keep you covered with plans that can save you up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto. That's protection.
2: Family owned and operated by Andy and Sarah Ross. Ross Auto has been your vehicle repair and maintenance headquarters since 1935. We specialize in all makes of cars and light duty trucks. With our variety of available services, let us help you keep rolling and your vehicle operating efficiently. Services include general auto repair, alignments, brakes, fuel injection, and more. Schedule your appointment today at 319-653-5656. That's 319-653-5656.
0: We're back, Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk, live from an undisclosed location <laughs> in Southeast Iowa. And we, I almost started with this, but you know, just sticking with the game flow. We usually do basketball first, but um, I had uh, an experience on Thursday, Hunter, going to the first ever sanctioned yep. uh, Iowa high school athletic Iowa high school athletic girls Iowa high Sc- school. Iowa girls high, high school, school athletic, athletic union first ever sanctioned wrestling tournament um and we had uh what 13 kids go yep. we had a lot of, a lot of kids and none of them had won their regional and so the no one was favored to win or, or get you know top four or anything uh, but we'd have one place winner mid prairies gabby robertson uh, at 100 pounds the lightest uh, class um i'll see her take down a couple of kids uh, uh when i first got there she was uh eighth place in the 100 pound bracket hunter so a historic uh one of the first ever place winners. When you look up, you know, sanctioned this tournament, which is probably going to go on for mm-hmm. the way that girls wrestling is going, um, it's probably going to go on for quite some time. And she was one of the first ever to, to stay on that podium. So,
1: yeah, I remember you texting you and say, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. I had to run around a lot, but it was wild because but uh, it's a, it's cool that they're doing that because obviously that we have a lot of girls around here that uh-huh. you know, love to do it and they're good at doing it. So,
0: thirteen. Thir- so there's eight maths, you know, they're um, <coughs> just uh, pretty typical. Um, so some tournaments have eight mats, but eight mats and you, you get there and we had one at hundred. We had Robertson. We had, um, Mount Pleasant's Ellen McNamee and Olivia Abbott from Fairfield at one Oh five. Um, and so I, you immediately you get thrown on, you're, you're trying to take a picture of the mid Prairie kid. Then you're you, stuff's popping off. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> they had an extreme arena in Coralville, which smaller than the place in Des Moines, uh, than Wells Fargo. So it was uh, a, a crazy one. Um, but, um, among the girls who almost placed but didn't quite, um, Ella McNamee had um, a, a good weekend. She had three wins at 105. Um, Tegan Solentich of Washington had three wins, including uh, she beat um, uh, July, uh, uh Gardner from Keokuk in the first match. I got to watch that. Um, Fairfield's Olivia Abbott, a freshman, uh, making her debut at the, well, everyone was making their debut sanctioned-wise, but um, she had a, a tough time. She had an injury in the first match. Uh, she got pinned in the first match and then, had to forfeit in the second match with, a um, it was an upper body, I think a, a shoulder injury. So was that kind of um, stunk, but um, Mid Prairie had five girls there. Um, Waco had three. Um, Braylon Wagler had a, a good run through the 235 pound bracket. She couldn't quite place, but she, um, let's see, she had two wins there. Um, I saw her have a clutch two to one win. One of the most exciting uh, matches of the whole experience as far as our kids, um, two to one win in her first round uh, bout. And it was one, one. And it's it's fun because there's, Pins and stuff going on everywhere. So you see all these pops and you, all the Waco people were gathered around. She was on an outside mat right next to it. Well, probably the Waco people knew that she was going over there, so moved over there. But, um, yeah, she ended up with a couple of wins there. So, um, yeah, um, Highland had uh, Angela, uh, Angelina Rowling was there and Pekin's Leela Miller was there. As I said, five from Mid Prairie and three from Waco and, and our three uh, big school girls. So one place winner. But uh, almost everyone won at least one match. There were only three kids that um, didn't win a match, I believe. So, um, it was, yeah, a lot of people got to taste what it felt like to win a state wrestling, uh, match. So,
1: yeah, yeah you know, like I said, it's a pretty cool thing. Uh, uh-huh. and obviously we have a lot of girls that are su- successful at it. So yeah, we, and it'll to see, rise too. Yeah. And we've got to see it. We got to see a lot of great, um, girls matches, you know, throughout the season. So a lot of success too. So
0: I, I thought it was really cool for uh, Does it, sanction versus unsanctioned, uh, I don't know how much really matters, but, yeah. um, we, as I said, it's a growing sport, but we have girls that are seniors, um, uh, Tegan for Washington as a senior, and Al and McDamey for <coughs> uh, Mount Pleasant, and Wagler for um, Waco. We just had a, a good number of seniors to where they kind of at least got to do it once, where it was sanctioned, where they yep. had the girls' athletic union posters everywhere. And yep. uh, it was wild, though. I, and then it was like, it, it was a little bit. It, you could tell it was the first time yeah. that, that they had put that one on yeah. because there were lines to get in, and I'm sure there were parents that were a little frustrated at yeah. how I got to get in. Of course, I snuck right by everyone went to the media door. <laughs> you got like, the I media, yeah. but um, uh, they, that they announced that it was sold out like 20 <laughs> minutes into on Thursday that it was sold out. So, which I don't know does that mean that they deny people entry? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what sold out means. Uh, standing room only, at least. So stand- that was pretty cool. Sold out. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, uh, and um, you know what's gonna feel sold out is district wrestling this weekend. We've yeah. got kids in Sigourney, the small school kids. Yep. We've got kids in um, Washington. The 2A kids are in Washington. and um, So we're going to have we've, some state qualifiers yeah, to talk about next week.
1: We've got some top-ranked wrestlers in their class. We do.
0: Um, Dom Lopez is number two in um, at his weight class. Loudon, uh, that's a new one kid. Now, Loudon in Ho- Housing it is uh, sixth. The Rothkin rankings just came and out. Both
1: of, those two, both of those two, I believe, are 160. Yeah,
0: 160. Um, Aaron Boone uh, from Washington is ranked fourth in his weight class. I'm Carlos uh, Valenzuela. Valenzuela from Highland is ranked 132, I think, at 132. Um, I should have had these all pulled up so I could read through all of them. But we have a lot of ranked kids, is basically what I'm saying. And so, um, Clara Hand from Mid Prairie is ranked number two in his weight class. Mm -hmm. So uh, expect a lot of uh, state qualifiers to come out of this area this weekend. We'll get the brackets all out and we'll be able to talk on Wednesday. So that's pretty exciting. Speaking of wrestling, wrestling, you were at some wrestling, some college wrestling last yep. night. Iowa uh, Wesleyan wrestling. wrestling has had no luck in getting home meets. Yep. They keep having them, somebody get sick or weather or whatever, but yep. you were there. Uh, tell me what you saw last
1: night. Yeah, the uh, the the Tiger women and men both took on Baker University. Um, battle kind of re- on the women's side, battle of ranked teams. Yep. Um, the Tigers, number nine, uh, Baker, number 20. Tough one for Iowa Wesleyan. They, they narrowly lost 25 21. But I'll just run uh, um, through the winners here um, 101 and we have and <laughs> needless to say the Iowa Wesleyan women have a lot of ranked uh, yeah. ranked girls wrestling so at 101 uh, number nine Elena Sunlin, um was a winner 100 by Tech fall um, let's see here uh, at 109 uh, number 15 rank, ranked ranked uh, faith Cole uh, was a winner by fall and one and one minute 54 seconds um, let's see here um, at 130 Joanna Vanderwood uh Won by decision 11 2. Um, she's in the rank number seven. And then at 136, number one, Adago uh, Nwamchukwa uh, was uh, defeated. Number 16, Abby Jones uh, for Baker there uh, by Tech Fall 10. She keeps rolling. Uh, number one rated wrestler in NAIA at 136. Uh, at 143, uh, Nadia Abjakovic uh, won by fall in two minutes and 43 seconds. And then let's see here. And that was the final win uh, for the Tigers on the day. Lost the lost the very last match. Uh, well, they lost the last three. One was a forfeit. Oh, really? Uh, so a tough loss there for them. Um, on the men's side, I was a little more lopsided in Baker's favor in this one. Thirty three twelve. The Wildcats won this one. They were rated seventeenth uh, coming into this uh, as a team. Uh, the winners on the day were um, Brendan Renschick. Uh He was a winner at one thirty three uh, by decision six three. Um, Brent Ward at 157 was a winner uh, by decision 6-2. Uh, let's see here, and and that was the last kind of match that uh, you know um, one of the one of the uh, Tiger wrestlers won. And Isaac uh, but- Butcher was a uh, uh, a winner by
0: forfeiting at 285. So yeah, there are a lot of yeah. there are a good number of forfeits in those, still even at the college level. But um, yeah, so they finally got to play at home. Wesleyan basketball finally returns home. Uh, I will be there tonight for the men against. St. Ambrose, you'll yep. be there tomorrow night against um, Women Play Columbia, Columbia College, yep. who, uh, of course, the High Wesleyan is joining the American Midwest Conference. Columbia and Men's and Women's is one of the best basketball schools, especially in women's. Uh, I went to an AMC school, and I've hated Columbia for 12, 13 years now because they knocked us out of the tournament one day, and uh, one of their players spiked the ball on the, on the center court at at home, at our, our place at HLG. So oh, very, Yeah, so good thing you're covering that because I'd be... <laughs> Super <laughs> bias uh, <laughs> for Iowa State, um, but they did play some big CAC games this last weekend. They both beat the pants off of Crowley's Ridge, so um, I'll skip over those. But um, they had a couple of big ones each. The women beat Northern New Mexico by 20 points. Uh, the women are looking pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to be the number one seed in that um, in that bracket. Uh, Isabel West, uh, another huge game, 25 and 11 for the women there, and um, Brielle Baker, Brianna Winland, and Megan Teal all had. 10 points in that one. And then the men played against Florida College, uh, uh, the only other ranked team in the CAC. It was the game basically to decide who's going to be the one team in close. my opinion.
1: It <laughs> wasn't even close.
0: It was the Florida College game. No, it was no close. Way, you're so you're talking thinking of the, the Crowley Ridge the game. Crowley Ridge the Crowley Ridge game was an absolute blowout. Yep. Um, they played Florida College, a team that was number one last yep. year when the Iowa State hosted the Commerce Championship. Uh, Iowa State gave them a good game, but they ended up winning. They're uh, kind of a perennial power. Um, and it was. Uh, they're ranked number twenty. Iowa Wesleyan was number twenty-three. Florida College wins eighty to seventy-seven in yep. overtime. A yep. heartbreaker for Iowa Wesleyan. That breaks what nineteen in a row. Iowa was nineteen in a row. Uh, was it twenty in a row? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Um, so new new streaks. Uh, hopefully, starting for the old Wesleyan boys. Uh, uh, Hakeem Dun- Dun- Dunsey had twenty-five points off the bench uh, for Wesleyan in that game. Henry Shannon had fourteen. So. Um, also, Joey Brown, 13, Jacoby Jones, uh, 10. Jacoby Jones scored, like, 32 the other day in yep. a, a couple games before that. So, um, yeah, that was a little tough. They probably won't get the one seed now. It's going to be in uh, Kansas anyway, so it's not like they have to travel down to Florida or right. anything like that. But uh, one to watch for if those then, two end up at the, in the CSC Championship against each other. I feel like I say this a lot, but I'd be, sca- I'd be scared to play the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, I'd be scared to play the Tigers. Oh, man, that was the one they'd been looking for. I think it got rescheduled. They are supposed to play Florida yeah. College earlier this year, but – so we're going to see a little bit. And then we got the SEC bowling meet on Thursday Tomorrow, in Mount yeah. Pleasant. Um, as I said, we got wrestling. The, all the basketball tournaments for boys and girls are, are starting up. So stick yep. with your local newspaper, the Southeast Iowa Union. And you'll see us because we'll be everywhere this weekend. So yep. say hi. Say that you watch the show and it's the best show ever. And, uh, yeah, do we have anything else? I don't think so. Super Bowl prediction? Super Bowl I mean, prediction? Super Bowl prediction? Is that even last... a question? You're going to pick the Chiefs. you got to go Chiefs, man. Uh... I'll pick the Eagles, so then Nick has to be the... Uh, oh, man. Thumbs up for the ch- Chiefs. Whoo. So we officially, not because of me, but our pick at Southeast Iowa Union is that the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl this weekend. Although I like being an underdog. I wish... Are they the I underdog? Mean, no, they're is not. They're, they are the underdog, yeah. They are? Yeah. It's like a coin flip. It's though. like it's like one and a half, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to get into the fact that I think Patrick Mahomes sometimes fakes an injury a little bit just to get a little little get that Superman thing. You know, it's like, oh, I got a hurt ankle now. I'm Superman if I win, and if I lose, it's like I was hurt anyway. So oh, no. I, we don't have enough time to complain about that. We're already <laughs> over. Anyway, uh, yeah, um, that's all Southeast yeah. Style South Union Sports Talk. Yeah. So for Hunter Muller and uh, Nick, not Nick Mullins, who yep. plays for the Vikings now, but Nick Stephens, uh, we uh, will see, see you. You win next, next week. week.